SCG and Newcastle's favourite son, Danny Badiris, joins us on the SCG podcast to talk all things State of Origin 3 and, of course, being played at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. Danny, how are you? Tim, really good, mate. It's, it's so good for Newcastle and all the rugby league community. That's for sure to have a, uh, an origin played at McDonald Jones. just never thought I'd be ever uh, saying that. Well, t- tell us, mate, I know you grew up just north of Newcastle, but as a proud Novocastrian and a, a very proud New South Welshman, um, to have a game of this standard played in your own backyard, it- it's very special on a lot of fronts because when you think of, of Newcastle and the people that live in that whole region, made up of so many wonderful working-class Australians. Yeah, sure is, Timmy. Uh, uh, the event, the uh, WSL uh, surf event um, was there because of – they took it out of Melbourne and, and put it in Newcastle. And I just saw that what it, the effect of the kids and all the kids that were just running around getting all the world champions, my, my kids included. Um, and I'm sure you'll, you'll see another, um, a lot of inspiration for the next generation sort of thing. And um, I reckon this will happen on Wednesday night. They'll get to see their, their stars out. And a lot of kids have grown up in Queensland dominate, but they get to see this, this New South Wales team um, in their backyard. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Excited to see the faces of the kids that that turn up on Wednesday night, and hopefully this is the next part of it. Um, now those got those young kids to come through to to play not only for our New South Wales but Newcastle Knights as well. Yeah, I know you're a positive guy, and, and there has been some positives. Obviously, there's been some negatives. No one wants to be in lockdown or see pandemics, but there have been some positives, hasn't they? Like even taking that game to Townsville, North Queensland's been struggling, and and to be able to to do these types of things are so beneficial on a lot of fronts. Yeah, it was it was such a hostile experience up there um townsville for the for game one and um you know that it was all maroon and it was only a couple of speckles of blue and um we obviously had a very good night that night and um so the, the people that were lucky enough to go out there and dressed in blue it was a, it was a pretty special night and um you know I'm, I'm sure the tables would be reversed um down here in newcastle so um i'm sure you see a lot of blue and um you know speckled maroon and Hopefully, we get the chance to you know, to see this Blues team create some history, which hasn't been done for a long time, over twenty years, and uh, to clean sweep Queensland. So, it's a pretty special group. Where we've you know, we've done a couple of really good things in the in the first two games, but um, you know the job is nowhere near done, and uh, we've got a you know, big preparation to go into this game three. How's the camp been? You're in camp, of course, of course as part of the coaching staff, and uh, a, a few new faces. That wasn't the case in the, in the first two games. How's it all gone? Yeah, it's, it's been uh, it's been great. It's you know we're in a level four restrictions. It's it's obviously not ideal for for both states and and the game in general, but also the, the community. But um, yeah, they're very very tough protocols uh, these level four ones and. Um, you know, we've, we're preparing as good as we can in the, in the circumstances, but, you know, we're at Kingscliff, a, a beautiful part of the world, and, um, you know, we've got a, a setup which is um, pretty satisfying for everyone to, to prepare well, and, um, you know, we've still got a couple of really big sessions to go, and um, you know, we'll obviously have to fly down on the day of the game, and um, we're going to just work out the best way to, to do that and, and get in and play, and, then everyone will just pretty much disperse back out into their their club. So it's going to be pretty strange, but um, I hope we can come back, go out of, out of the bubble and out of our origin experience, all better for it. And you know, especially um, hopefully a win on, on Wednesday night. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, I know that stats can tell whatever story you want them to, but courtesy of David Middleton, he's he's given us some stats. Danny Badira's 258 games for Newcastle, 130 of those at McDonald Jones Stadium. You've played more games there than anyone at that ground. 26 matches for Australia, 21 origin caps, of course, for the Blues. It's a very, very handy resume, the boy from Taree. What, what, is, is there a standout in there? Can you pluck something out or is it is it a few things? Oh. Gee, I, when I first hit when I came down from Tarry, I was a 15-year-old and uh, I still remember that I sort of was with my cousin who lived down there, so I just stayed overnight at his house until I got um, builded into a family, which I, I lived with for over 12 months. And the first thing I did, I, I jumped on my bike and we went. I said, let's go to the stadium. So I, I jumped on the bike and uh, pushed block and we just rode. I think it was you know, about a couple of hours uh, ride and we got there and I just sort of, as that moment where I went, oh, geez, I'd love to run out in this stadium one day. And just so I just sat there and just took it all in a little bit. And uh, yeah, like you said, lucky enough, uh, I did get to do it a lot of times. I was only a kid with big dreams then coming down from Taree. So um, I always remember that moment. I go back to that moment a bit in my career and just thinking I'm lucky enough to be able to do it and say that I've done it. Like you said, I didn't know those stats, but there was a fair few times in the end. It's been refurbed quite a bit since the old days and I remember calling games up there. You had to go and walk on the roof. It's a very unique place. It's going to be at 75%. The atmosphere is brilliant though, isn't it? How, how do you look at that stadium, knowing every blade of grass on it? Yeah, that, you're right. It's gone through a massive transformation, Timmy. It's, it's, uh, now it's a, a fantastic regional facility now and um, we're very proud of it um you know once it gets cranking and you hear that that newcastle sign go up um, oh that sound i'm hopefully i'm you you might hear blue castle hopefully um we had zoo castle the other night we might hear blue castle so they'll get right into it and um you know they're, they're very very knowledgeable of their footy um now they've, they've been um they've got a lot of character our fans and they've, they've had to they've had to be very resilient because it's been a bit of a tough period for all our fans, but they keep turning up and this is just reward and we were enough to get a ticket there on Wednesday night. A good win the other day for you guys. Um, a really nice, um, you know, boost for, for Newcastle after a wobbly old year and, of course, you're indelibly linked as, as the general manager of footy. Yeah, it has been to me. It's I, I guess what, what's happened this year, we've sort of understanding of where we sat at different times um, and why. I think that's one of the things you just had to keep talking and telling everyone was, you know, why we sit in this position, we've got to work out. You now we can't have keep having these injuries, but we've had a few and, um, you know, we finally got our, um, our nine, six, seven and one playing together, which, you know, Braley, Ponger and Pierce since um, round two last year was the, the last time they played together. So we're always confident once they could um, get a little bit of a bit of cohesion and a bit of experience together that, um, you know, we'd, we'd kick on a little bit. So we've got a, a bit of a, a competition within a competition, I guess you could say, for the last 10 rounds and we, we want to win that competition and if we do that um, that'll put us in a really good spot um, come September yeah get in the bottom of that eight now what about uh, if we wind the clock back about the mighty blues teams of 2003 2005 I covered a lot of that myself as a reporter and commentator and sideline eye and it was a remarkable time for New South Wales Johns Fitler yourself Gaz uh, Anthony Minicello how do you reflect back uh, just a red hot team for a number of years yeah it was yeah you're lucky enough you, you don't get to pick which period you, you, you're privileged enough to be involved in in origin you know you I look at some of the great players that went through that that 10 year period um where, where Queensland dominated but we had uh we had a great team and I guess the strike uh is a little bit similar to, to this team now it, you know you, this team's got an amazing ability in, in strike and what they can do and 
um, once they go forward. And we sort of had that as well. We knew where our strengths laid and um, you got to play to those strengths. And you know, Jamie Lyon, we had um, Matt Cooper, Matt, uh, Mark Gaznia, as you spoke mm. about, Mini out the back. And, and we had some really good go forward and, and Joey pulling the strings in the middle. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty well-balanced team. Um but you know, it was it was just an honour to play in, and I still remember some of those training sessions. I love that about rep teams is um, some of those training sessions you have, and when it all clicks, and um, it's just such a great feeling. And that that game when Joey came back, um, and after his knee reco, and you know he hadn't played for for a long period of time. I think he had one game for the night and came back, and um, just that the training session is still the best training sessions I've ever been involved in because everything just hummed and clicked and. Um, that's when we knew we were in for a really good preparation and we used a good, good preparation means a great performance and that's what happened. Uh, I still reckon that was the most dominant performance of his origin career. Yeah, it was extraordinary and lots of people have asked and spoken to you about playing with Andrew Johns but you, you look at that era and, and he's an immortal obviously but if he wasn't around, you'd have to think that Brad Fittler wouldn't have been far from that patch of land as an immortal. He was a remarkable rugby league player, wasn't he? And uh, to have him in that team at the same time, yeah, learned learn a lot of lessons off Freddie in the Origin Arena. Um, you know, four, I got uh, got asked to be captain and privileged enough to be captain, but I still was pretty green. I wasn't even captain of my club. And and Freddie came back um, those last two games just to, to have some guidance, I guess you could say, and some experience around some leadership. And, and still today, I think that, that 2004, that's pretty much why I'm still involved uh, today, the relationship I've form with Fred back then and um, no we were still got the, we got the same mindset around a lot of things and um, you know that was to get him to come back and I still remember that try he scored on that charge down mm. uh, at ANZ and then he put the ball down and he always said he felt like he had a new a new crew of blues coming at him and they're all young and fresh faced and he thought his job was done there as a player but um, you know, he's, he's back as a coach now and, and loving every minute of it he's um He's right in the in the zone to to perform and, and um, this time as a coach and, and leading leading the young men as a coach. So um, you know he's loving life. Do you think these guys are all aware of what they can actually build here? Because you look at it and you look at that back line. I know there's no Cleary and uh, of course Jerome Luai out here, and it's going to be interesting to see how Mitchell Moses and Jack White and fill those roles. But there is a core here that could be something special for a few years. Yeah, that's right. There's um. I loved, uh, you know, Isaiah Yo is another one. I think he's had a sensational series along with uh, Daniel Safidi, Payne Haas and Junior Pullo. And I know all our strike is getting all the raps and deservedly so because they've just been amazing uh, with Luchel and, and Turbo and, and, and Teddy. But um, I just think that the middles have done a fantastic job and um, without those guys doing their, doing their thing, um, those strike players don't get too much ball. So... Um, it's a balanced team. Once again, I won't go back to those, those teams you were talking about back in the, the 2000s, but this is a really balanced team and, um, you know, everyone just goes has, has to go out and play their role, uh, be very clear on their role and um, the natural ability uh, usually looks after itself. Now, uh, you're lucky or, 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 or people in Newcastle are lucky. They're not under the restrictions that they are in Sydney. Uh, how's it going with Chris and the kids while you're away? What's easier, being in camp or chasing the kids? Yeah, I feel for my wife. She's been amazing. Like, she's, it's a certain, this is her origin period in grand final as well. She works for the Mark Hughes Foundation. Yes, um, of course. With the beanie, with the beanie round. So she does all the events there. And that's a huge campaign. It's in, in a few days 
uh, in three or four days, they raise you know, four or four plus million, or so much money they raise mm-hmm. on the back of the rugby league community. So it's a bit of a stressful time for her, but, um, you know, school holidays, uh, lockdown school holidays on the way, it's, um, it's the typical uh, footy at times, but um, you, you, that's where you need to celebrate the, the wins with the kids and, you know, my, my daughter is 14, she's not much of a footy fan, but she loves the blues, loves the blues. And my kids, um, you can see the new generation of Brian Tyle and uh, Luai and all those guys. My kids, they just love them. And, and it's mm. another platform for these young next generation of kids. And it is what it is. And they're just great to be around, those Penrith boys. And um, they just make you smile and uh, they're infectious. So, they're, you know, along with Luttrell and... And Josh Adekar, uh, they're big leaders in their communities and they've all got great background stories to, to inspire. Yeah, they've got a great sense of joy. Yeah, and Chris does an amazing job for the Mark Hughes Foundation. Matt Callender was one of my great mates as well and Anne and the gang and, and you and Mark. It's 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 such a positive story to come out of something that was so tragic and hopefully we can make a difference collectively over the next few years. Danny, go get him. Enjoy McDonald Jones Stadium. Up the mighty, mighty blues. And thanks for being on the SCG podcast. Absolute pleasure, Timmy. Thanks, mate.